Welcome to Table It, a micro RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the hosts and the editor of this production. Table It is an excuse to get my friends Max, Matt, and Manny to play micro RPGs with me. We're all interested in game design as well as actual play, so each game will get a review at the end. Stick around and hear our opinions as well as if we would put this game back on the shelf or we would table it and play it again. Our first episode, we are playing Big Gay Orcs by Grant Howitt. You can pick it up yourself at www.rowanrookanddecker.com. Uh, content warning for this episode includes sex, violence, blood, self-harm. Viewer discretion is advised. Okay, so, hi, I'm Tim. I've introduced myself already. Let's go around the table and get everyone else also in on the introductions. What's up? I'm Matt. I, that's about hi, it. Hi, Matt. <laughs> pronouns? Oh, yeah, pronouns. He, him. I'm Manny. Uh, they, them pronouns. And I'm Max. Also, they, them pronouns. I, I also forgot. He, him. I have a serious question because I just was reading through the sheet again. Uh huh. Did Zogoth kill anyone with the axe throwing? Yeah, it's actually. That's a good question. We didn't resolve that. I definitely said at one, the first person that they hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's like good. you got so him we, in the chest and so he we, went down. Yeah, for sure. If if they went down uh-huh. but survived, we're okay. <laughs> if they went down and died, we we should we, lose we, hope. We That's day. a good point. I don't know how they would have lived. I think they got an axe in the chest and yeah. I think died. And then, and, and then none of us like. And none of us care. They're like, oh, help. help me! And we're like, we gotta get the person who's not injured to the healing tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, good good catch. I think um, um, I think you all have to resolve that. So a character dies. D eight plus marks. It uh, well, no, no, unnamed no. character. Unnamed dies. character. You kill you kill an unnamed person. Todd was sitting oh, on, that's on right, him, that's but right. He wasn't named Todd, so correct, correct. Just a D three then. Yeah. Yep. So I lost one, so I'm down to twelve hope. Um, yeah, I'm also down to twelve hope. I lost three on that one. Apparently, that got me a lot more than uh, my my beloved leaving. So yeah, um, I only lost one. I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever. Soldiers die in battle. It's fine. It's fine. So what? So here's the deal. Yeah. Moontooth and I went back to the boar pens. Yeah. Which smells like boar shit so most people don't come by yeah we've got a chance to be just the two of us and no one else is there um while i'm making my marks on paper and trying to refigure out what i'm doing with the pigs i gave them i gave the papers back by the way Mm -hmm. thank you i have to reorder them (laughs) it doesn't make any sense to anybody including me um and as i'm as i'm doing that i'm actually i actually start trying to grill you for information about what a warlord's supposed to do oh yeah and we uh, as it as the conversation continues, um, it gets a little more heated, and we have a standoff moment um, of bodyguard versus war chief. Who's like who who's correct? And as we've as we've been getting more and more heated, we get closer and closer and closer, and that's when we make out. Ah, oh, nice, <laughs> amazing first make out of the game. Whee! Instead of defending the fortress, you can choose to seduce and make out with another orc. If you are successful, you each recover hope equal to D3 plus the sum of marks you have on each other. So, important question. Yeah. Is this moment successful? Do you consent to making out? Yeah, although I had a really funny thing, a good idea. Y'all have seen... um Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? Yes! Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think when, when when the makeout's over... I have a spear again, and you have an axe again. <laughs> I 
love it. I love it. You two Perfect. have patched up your differences yeah. and enjoying a little quality time. All right, time. so we each we uh, each recover hope equal to D3. D3 plus, plus the, the sum of marks. marks. So I only you have, have on each on, other. Yeah, I only have one on you. I have two on you. So do so I recover two? Do you recover? Oh, the sum. So we each get three back. You each get three. We each I get think. three, three plus, plus the D3. I rolled a four, which divided by two is two, so I got five back. I got a total of four back. Nice. Dang. Um, I think Grok, after tucking this poison in a hidden away pocket, is going to go back out uh, to help Salak and um, seize this uh, and is immediately crushed. Um, oh, that's right, because you love Salak. <laughs> I love Salak. Um, and so I, I feel like I should lose hope for that <laughs> absolutely as a, a character betraying me so that's going to be oh no a, yeah a d6 plus mark i only have one on you um oh woof that is full six. Oh my god <laughs> i rolled a five plus the mark so uh oh no what are you down to Nine. Oh Jesus! <laughs> You're having a rough evening. I'm having a rough evening, and uh, I uh, like turn away and like kind of steal myself, and I stick my hand in my pocket and feel the, the vial of poison <sighs> and just file that away for future Ooh, use. Ooh, juicy! Um, and I'm gonna head to Killmash and okay. like have some. Uh, I want to do some like. Uh, rebound yeah <laughs> for that so you arrive kill nash it's been a few hours so kill nash has made actually shockingly good progress on a very big boar you can see that he has I, i'd say maybe there's like a paddock where like the boars and horses and stuff hang out and he's like taken over that whole area and has rolled out and crafted a good sized boar which right now i would say looks like an upturned Thanks. canoe and it's yeah. got, he's building like legs and stuff, but inside it are like galley benches where people could sit. And you can see he's like had uh, summoned a ladder from somewhere and is like up on top of this, like starting to affix different pieces because it's pretty good size. And he looks down at you and, hey. Uh, just just came in to uh, check on the progress. It- is the head and the, like, tusks done? It's nearby. You can see it hasn't all been attached, but he's starting to make the shape of it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of going through, like, petting the fur of the boar, uh, and I make my way over to the head of the tusk, and I, I look up at him, and I, I say, it's very fine craftsmanship, Kilgash. I'm very impressed. You took my idea and just ran with it. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad you like it. It's yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> quite the uh, craftsmanship, and I like stroke the the tusk of the boar in a suggestive manner. In a suggestive manner, yes. He notices. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I look up and says, uh, eh, you know, you put in so much work, uh, Kilgash, and I start climbing the ladder, um, uh, and I'm saying. Um, you look so tense and you do so much for the camp. Are you taking care of yourself and doing enough for you in these moments before? Oh, 
wow, uh, Grok, nobody's ever really asked me that before, you know? And he starts to really unload. He's like, you know, I work so hard, and and uh, I'm up all day and night crafting all these weapons, and the war is taking so much out of me, and I'm, I'm so tense. I can't sleep at night, and uh, it's just so nice having someone here to talk to. And That's so cool. So you can tell. Uh, uh, your, your, your shoulders are so tense. <laughs> and, and I start massaging, and I was like, all that work on all these weapons is giving you quite the definition in these in in, in the arms and the traps. <laughs> and I'm like rubbing his shoulders, Amazing. going down his arms. It's like that scene in Ghost, Absolutely. where I like go around and like I take the hammer out of his hand <laughs> and like instead of making a pot, y'all are making a board. Yeah, yeah we're sure. making a board. And also, you're like twenty feet up in the air. Yeah, twenty feet up in the air. <laughs> and like uh, I and I swing and like I take the hammer out and then. I swing around, so I'm like straddling him uh, on the front, and I'm like, uh, "Let's let's work on those packs a little bit." And I'm getting closer and closer, and then we 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 smooch your faces off. Amazing, amazing. You lock tusks. We lock tusks. (laughs) It's actually a beautiful moment because the moon is high in the sky, the firelight flickers off your faces, Mm -hmm. and you guys are up on this ladder area above the the boar shape. Careless Uh, whisper starts playing. Absolutely. Distantly. (laughs) A kazoo careless whisper. There's there's a wandering like goblin bard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So he enthusiastically consents and you enjoy a wonderful time together. You recover hope equal to D3 plus the sum of marks you have on each other. Kilnash does not, as far as I know, have any marks on you. I don't think I have any marks on him either. So I think it's just a straight roll at this point. Uh, oh, that's three. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So I'm back up to 12. So each of you actually enjoying a quiet moment of, of makeout and passion and hope restoring in your chest. Unfortunately, that hope is immediately, eventually interrupted by the sound of... Immediately, Something. eventually. Un- yeah, <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> it got away from me. It got away from me. Okay, so I rolled an eight. Oh, no. Plus six. Plus, yeah, so it'll be, this will be, this is the fourth event, and it's 1 a.m. So, uh, yeah, so eight plus four is what? Twelve. Twelve plus I don't think any of you are defending the fortress right now, are so you? Plus three more. So plus three is 15. Ooh. Oh, my God. The gates gone. This shit is about to pop off big time. So each of you are uh, you are up on the boar shape, making out with the uh, beloved, husky, enormous, wonderful uh, blacksmith, weaponsmith. You guys are in the boar pen, <laughs> making out in the boar shit, but it feels great, and you are having a wonderful time. I can't smell it anymore. I think we were in the barn. Oh, yeah, okay. Up in, like, a hayloft, yeah. we'll say. <laughs> Amazing. I told you we had to calculate the hay that yeah. you Exactly, the exactly. And all of a sudden, you guys hear yet another low, bassy boom. You think it is the wall again, like uh-huh. someone escaping or something going wrong. And then you realize, each of you, in your own way, calculating the directions, that it is not coming from there. It is coming from the front gate, which is facing towards the, the fields. You notice um, the uh, uh, front gate area, which has been well barred and closed, uh, poof, like bang, poof, poof. 
And everyone starts to scramble and grab weapons and run out and and uh, to see what's going on. And the enemy forces themselves are still quite far away. But I think what they have is a big Helm's Deep style catapult that is catapulting great boulders, huge mammoth boulders over yards and yards and yards and yards, whole, you know, maybe a mile. It's a um, pumpkin chunk and trebuchet. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's what it's called, trebuchet. Um, and these massive boulders, which are the size of cars, are striking the fortress. And one of them hits home and the gate explodes into splinters of wood and stone. And now your gate is hanging open and the boulder thuds uh, into a stop in the fortress. All right, I'm going to say, I would argue right away that the gate is a resource in this particular case. Absolutely, because now you guys are undefended. So, D6. Mm. Fuck, I rolled a six. Six. Oh, no. I only rolled a three. I'm I'm back down to 11. I'm at six. I would like to say the big thud of the gate actually breaking coincided right as the money shot happened with me kill Nash. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So what are you guys all doing? There's a giant boulder that has rolled into camp and the gate is now hanging open. Just a mess of splinters. How big is the boulder compared to the gate? The size of it. Like the same height. I need 20 on me now. And I, as soon as I have 20 orcs there, I start coaching them into place and working together we all roll it so the gate so the boulder now is the gate ah uh, love that i love it i love <laughs> Just it running in there throwing our clothes on jumping into your loincloth as you go zipping your pants running yep. over all right let's roll for that let's this is a roll to express can you get everybody to do this and is the stone the right size Ooh. Double sixes all the way. Double sixes. So um, first resolving, you definitely get what you want. All 20 orcs roll up and immediately with the strength of of a thousand men are rolling this boulder, which is massive, and it fits perfectly. Okay. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this involves two, two marks for everybody witnessing this. So this would be... I'm definitely helping. So. You, all of you, yeah, right and Kilnash, yeah, because everyone's out and seeing this. But one orc trips and gets rolled over. <gasps> oh god! And I prove to be heartless because I, my yell is "Keep going, keep rolling." And then when we get about five feet away from the gate, I say, "Hold, wait! You rotate this way, you rotate that way," and we actually roll it so it is a secure fit because I was able to see how it was shaped and roll it specifically into place. I like that. So is that is that one mark that we both get on you? Two marks two each. each. Oh, wow. Because I am both heartless, and I was smart enough to see how the boulder would fit and how we can wedge it. Now, and I showed it off. <laughs> you killed an orc with that one. Mm-hmm. Unnamed oh, orc. fuck. Oh, no, it removes hope <laughs> from people. Okay, so each of you, it's an unnamed character, so D3. D3. Oh, fuck. Ooh, only one. Three. Mm. I'm down to nine. Oh no. I'm down to ten. Five. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. What happens when you're all out of hope? Uh, you either. When you have none left, you leave the fortress or die after one final scene. Okay. Okay. 
I think at this, all of the different people around, including Kilnash, whisper among themselves. And you hear little snatches of conversation along the lines of like, wow, what a heartless bastard. And he didn't even flinch. And man, he sure became warlord quick. Yep. Suspicion wrinkles. So at this as well, with this boulder having crashed through, it is now much more evident that the uh, the enemy has approached. It's been several hours, and they are now clearly within throwing distance of the fortress, and they're close enough that you can hear not just the thud of their boots, but also the uh, clanging of their armor and wickering of their horses as they approach. Um. I think I rush up to Salak, and I want to push um, Moontooth out of the way and kind of glare as I do it. Uh, and I will rush up to Salak and be like, uh, the, the giant boar is almost done. If we're going to use this as a ruse, we need to get people inside and get it set up in the middle of town or outside the walls quickly. The army approaches. Giant boar? <laughs> oh, right. I didn't tell you. Kilnash um, <laughs> and I have been working on a ruse, you see. Um, we made a giant boar. The tusks are uh, an octanium. Uh, and uh, we think it would be a great idea to put it outside our gates as like, a, oh, we surrender. This is our gift to the kingdom. But meanwhile, there are 50 orcs. Do we still have 50 orcs? However yes. many we have. We have orcs. <laughs> Uh, and I, yeah, I look at the crushed guy under the boulder and it's 49 orcs <laughs> inside and we get that, get them to take that within their, uh, in their camp. And then uh, when they least expect it, we all bust out and slaughter the, we slaughter their warlord. But you know, you're much more charismatic than I am. You got to get people in the boar. <laughs> <laughs> I like the enthusiasm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Orcs don't surrender. And the kingdom knows that. But maybe just this one time. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes surrender can be the better option. Uh, If the other option is your entire family dying in a bloody fire. Kilnash leans over and says, Grok is very smart. He knows things. You should trust him. We did just block the gate. So putting it in front of the camp, not going to be easy. Show me when it's finished. Okay. Yes, we can do that. Go dash. On it. <laughs> I, I, I head up to the watchtower. Okay. It's my turn on watch. Yeah. I'm, de- okay. I'm defending the base. Nice. Good. War chief or not, I still I still got a job to do. Absolutely. Moontooth is going to go check in on uh, Zolgoth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, basically unchanged, I would say. Still unconscious. Um, uh, Grandma is still there uh, doing many uh, rituals and waving her hands mystically over Zogoth's body. Shamala hamala. Shamala. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but no change. The sigils, the, the golden sigils remain rotating mystically mm. through the 
the pillow and furs and around her head. Okay. So I want to do something to help her. Okay. I don't know what that could be. Hmm. But Moontooth might? Yeah. So, okay. So part of me thinks it would be very funny to, like, now. Yeah, like I want, I want, I want Moontooth to do something. Like he's creative. He's a he's a pretty yeah. clever guy. So like, what what would potentially block? Oh, you said that there were shields made out of unorctanium, right? Unorctanium. <laughs> yeah, some small ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, Moontooth is going to get some of these shields and build it around her head. <laughs> Oh my god, like a tinfoil hat? Like a tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll act. This is an act. I'm gonna, I'll, Absolutely. I'll roll I, I, think, I think the grandma notices you do this and uh-huh. decides to help you. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think you can have a white on this one. No. I think it's just red and black. Yeah. You are technically not acting against another orc, so. No, that's true. Wait, is it, does it have to be acting against another orc? Is that a thing? No, that's that's you one get of the extra rules for a if it's white against. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, no, you're sort of acting on her behalf. Yeah. So. Acting against the wizard, really. I have rolled one four. One four. Okay. So you get what you want at a cost, or you don't get everything you want. I. I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. I think. Because we're dealing in, like, freaky long-distance blood magic yeah, yeah. here. I think that as you are doing this, I think you can get what you want, but I think you need to give up some, as you're doing this, maybe, and as she's helping you, maybe you guys are crafting this and preparing this, and you realize that it could work, but it needs a boost of energy from something. Uh-huh. You remember having seen Grok do this blood magic with the boar blood and the axe in order to gain that connection and that far sight. You realize, although you're not typically a magic person, that there needs to be some kind of sacrifice or interaction from yourself to this thing in Uh order to to gain and break that connection you suspect maybe blood so i would say like if you were to like slice your hand and then do uh, a blood sacrifice moontooth knows that we're gonna get into a fight pretty soon he's gonna need both of his hands hands functioning very well it's always Um, a bad place to do blood sacrifices i don't know why people always do that um so he's going to uh cut a section of his leg a bit to, to get some blood and then, you know, smear it on the shields and stuff. So do the Ooh, business. yeah. Uh, so I think that is uh, getting hurt a little or maybe hurt a lot. What do you think? I think it's getting hurt a little. Okay. So D3. Oops. Because it's intentional. Like you're deliberately yeah. not going to stab it into your femoral artery. That's a one. Okay. Yikes. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm... I- Oh wait! Eight. You only lose one. I only lose one. Yes, yeah. right. Oh, so you only lose one. So you bad. did well. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to eight of twenty, but I have uh, hopefully done some work to preventing Zolgoth from being uh, hurt worse. Okay. Um, I think I probably would have checked in on Zolgoth as well, and I see this. Can I tell 
is there any change in Zogoth at all? Did this yes, work? Yes, I think it worked. I think the addition of the Unorctanium plus the sacrificial blood plus the addition of the grandma helping. I think what happens is the sort of Unorctanium Wait, sarcophagus. Could, could, could I slightly rearrange how things yes. are done? I've got a really funny idea. Hit me. So un- the Unorctanium is made into a tinfoil hat. It's going to be bent into the right shape. So I think. Amazing. I think uh, Moontooth is going to take these Unorctanium shields and just like face, like <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> bash them against his head as an anvil to get them into the right shape for a head. Amazing. If you, if you want a stamp. That's how you get the blood on them. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's where the blood <laughs> so, came yeah, from. So my forehead's all bloody and oh they're, they're all bashed up into the right shape and making the little like sarcophagus shape around. <laughs> wow. And then you put the so fit God. that over his yeah. like man in the iron mask style. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> ah, that's so fucking freaky and gross. Uh, <laughs> um, well, and over all of this, the grandma is... Shamala humbling yeah, over yeah, yeah. all of you. <laughs> I, I, I like how the, the 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 face bash onto a, a, a shield was way grosser to you than like a straight up blood sacrifice. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It's like uncontrollable or something. Yuck. And uh, yeah, so there. I think when this happens and when the unorctanium face mask fits uh-huh. over her, I think just then. Uh, the the blood seems to show through it for a moment, and it glows red. And that the crown, the rotating crown of golden sigils, and fades out. Cool. And so she remains unconscious. Could awake soon, but the spell is broken. Yay! Yay! Um. Can I try to use that link before it goes to, like, see if I can Ooh. still get to the wizard? Sure. Like, ride the last of it back. Yeah, yeah love like, that. I want to ride the last of it back, because if this works, I also have a plan. Okay. Um, yeah, hit me. Um, so what I would like to do is, like, ride the last of it back, but I also want to take the poison vial and, like, crush it in my hand uh, and use that blood to hopefully infect the wizard <gasps> with the poison. Does that poison you? Because you crushed a vial with your hand and it, it has it, poison yeah, in I it? Yeah, I think... Well, yeah, because I would have That'll to get it into cost. my... That'll be the cost. If this that has that. Yeah, so, like, I'm going to crush it and, like, if I... Like, it is my intention to transfer all of the poison blood to the wizard, but if I don't roll well or roll very poorly, it'll just poison me. And are you trying to be sneaky? Are you... Because Moontooth and Grandma are both there. I think... I don't think there's a way I can be sneaky about Yeah, you gotta just do it. I gotta just do it. Uh, yeah, and so I'm not acting against an orc, so I right. roll an extra one, but I still get my white dice. Yeah. All right, let's try this. Come on, dice, does, don't fuck me. Well, does we've been we've been ruling it so far that uh you no yeah roll a white dice if your roll applies to the action, and mm-hmm. an additional white dice if you're if you are acting against another orc and have more marks on them than they, ha- than they have oh, on you. Oh, and have more marks. Okay. Right. So you can roll up to four. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I want you to succeed on this so bad. Oh god. What is it? Uh, a six, a one, and a two. <gasps> okay, so let's resolve the the six first. So you, uh, uh, one die shows four or more. You get what you want at a cost. Mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. cost is going to be everyone who's there. Moontooth, Grandma, multiple other orcs that are like milling around or near the healing tent. See you pull out of your satchel a vial with like fucking nuclear, like Spider Man green ass poison in it and clench it in your fist and it breaks and the poison like drips down your wrist. And then they see you like do your magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is the cost. That's the cost. It succeeds though. So, t- so break us off a piece of what does it look like for you to like extend this poison energy into the wizard and what happens with your one and a six? Um, okay. So, um, I break this off and I, uh, put my hand, my bloody poison covered hand, and you can see the uh, radioactive green starting to like spider web up my hand. I put it on the unobtainium mask. Uh, and use the last of those sigils to send it through the ether uh, to uh, the wizard. Uh, and I think uh, as part of, because the red dice I rolled the one on, mm-hmm. my eyes like roll back in my head. Uh, and uh, I like astral project myself to the tower with the wizard. Um, and uh, as I'm doing that, uh, I just kind of like pop up onto the like top of the tower at Orthink, yeah. essentially. And uh, I'm like spreading my hands and this um, radioactive green red blood just kind of like swirls around me mm. and uh, turns into like a bubble on the uh, wizard's head and then it like sucks up into his nostrils and he uh, like starts twitching and then uh like black ichor uh like oozes out of his nose and mouth staining his like long white beard and int out of his um ears and he (laughs) falls and as he falls i'm going to sparta kick him off the top of the tower amazing i like it amazing uh excellent yeah uh and then i slam back into my body uh and you've been doing the same actions the whole time yeah yeah i think like my physical body like rises up in the air uh and like you see him go through all that motions and then I set back down and then I look up eyes go back to normal and uh, I look around and everyone's staring at me uh, are you poisoned is your own physical body poisoned I hmm well here's the deal your one your one means you have a choice well the one was the Did red you... dice which yep. is the the right. reputation which mm-hmm. was like the my reputation is pious so you're that's... forced into a choice it says on the sheet Mm-hmm. You either hurt someone, or every other orc in the scene takes a mark on you. Right. You could hurt yourself. The answer could be yourself. The person you hurt is yourself. I think that's what I want. And I think to make this fair, because this was big magic, mm-hmm. my hand that I cut, uh, just like Dumbledore in Half-Blood <gasps> Prince, is like blackened and charred. Oh, sick. And I actually, you can see it's like creeping up my uh, arm. And I'll actually turn to... Uh, moon tooth. You have a spear uh, again. God damn it. Yeah, I do. You have the spear again. And I was like, and I'll just hold my arm off and like, get it before it gets to my heart. Yeah. Uh, like, and I offer my arm uh, to you so you can hack it off at the elbow. Oh, God. Ha- okay. 
That's metal. So here's the question. Uh-huh. Because this, this is... I love the mechanics of this and the way this is going so, to play out. So you out. rolled a six and a one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the six, w- the six was my white dice, so I don't know. Okay, okay, cool. Like, that doesn't that really doesn't affect do anything. anything. I want right. to make sure that we weren't also having to deal with the, the other one, too. But Yeah. Yeah, no black results on this one. Yeah, no black. So I don't I don't have a... Sp- I, I have the spear and not the, the, the axe. Yeah, we specifically made the point that you guys uh-huh. switched oh, back. That's, that's right. Zogash is there. Zogash is, yeah, lots of axe. Yeah, yeah. but Zogash. I have Zogath's axe. She had a whole bag of them. Yeah, I dumped them off yeah. the side. So yeah. Oh, that's right. True. There are no other things in here except oh. the spear that you have. Okay. Which you could use to cut off It is arm. a large-bladed boar spear, at least. That's that's, that was my okay. thought at the beginning. Yeah. So Never that, actually said it. In that it. case, um, uh, Moontooth makes, like, eye contact with you that you can tell means that he knows mm. and that you're going to pay, but not like this. Mm. And he grabs the spear right up next to the, the blade. Mm-hmm. So he's like choked up on it all the way, grabs your arm, slams it against the wall and just starts, this is going to get kind of brutal here. Yeah. Just starts like fucking sawing at your arm to laugh. Yeah. She'll try to cut it off. Um, He's 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 very creative. He goes for a, a, a joint so it doesn't have to go through bone necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like right at the elbow, I yeah, think. Yeah. It's like yeah. just just whack, just brutally destroying your arm. Hundred and twenty seven hours? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you even have to roll for that. I think okay. you know, Grok is offering it willingly and like asking you to do this. I think he, you hold still and Yeah, I mean like I I bite down on like something. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, take my belt off and like. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll take my belt off and like tie it around like my yes. bicep and like pull it taut and like stick the other end in my teeth as I'm like biting down and just waiting for you to hack this arm off. Wow, what you do? And with a wet thud, the severed arm eventually drops off and swings and then falls. Brutal. It's God. super brutal. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so we're going with an R rating. Yeah, for right, sure. Right? So Less we're, we're for sex that and shit. more for <laughs> brutal, brutal arm severing. It is an orc love story after That's all. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and, and then I think uh, Moontooth grabs a torch and then quickly you cauterize that shit. Oh my god. And then, wow. uh, and then slaps you on the other arm, like knocking you over. And I was like, Nice work. Thanks. Um, <laughs> does that cause hope? Does it cause hope? <laughs> like the, the hope. Well, yeah, there's an interesting component to this, which if I were going to make, well, we can talk about this in review, but yeah. like, there's not really anything to restore hope, but I feel except like. For making out. Except, for, except making for making out. But I kind of feel like if you get like a mega awesome kill on an enemy, I feel like that should restore hope in some fashion. Well, and I was kind of thinking that like maybe this, we use this as like, this is still like my attempts to defend because I'm trying to take out their magic. Absolutely. I think that's caster. true. Uh, but yeah. Two guys with the longest legs on the short side. I know, right? Yes. For each other. <laughs> we, we can rearrange another time. Um, so at that moment, you are standing there, teeth gritted in pain, 
and pale green at this pale, point. <laughs> the severed arm still laying there. Grandma comes along with like a bag and like sweeps it into a bag and <laughs> removes it. Zogoth is there, still unconscious, covered in a bloody iron mask, uh, although freed from the sigils. Uh, I, I remove the, the mask and clean her up a bit. Nice. You are standing there. <sighs> Gasping for breath, bloody spear in your hand with grok blood and guts on the tip of it. What are you doing? I'm in the watchtower, keeping <laughs> taking my turn on watch. Yeah, this is pretty pretty normal night actually. <laughs> wow, this is the chillest hour all all night. Nothing Lovely bad Lovely sky. <laughs> we come out uh, uh. <laughs> wet, pouring. I'm like three shades of green lighter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, we're orcs. <laughs> Just then, you are up on the battlements. You are the only one to notice this, except for maybe a couple of other orcs who are also taking watch up on the battlements with you. You guys are thoroughly distracted in the in the healing tent, and it is you who sees a uh, several younger orcs from the group. Um, they have hold, uh, pulled themselves up onto boars. And they have spears and javelins and axes in their hands. And they trot out from beneath the, um, the gate uh, around. Maybe there's like a small area that they can get around uh, where you might send your own battalion without uh, unlocking the front gate. And they look up at you and they salute you. And they say, this is for you. This is for the city. And they charge off across the field. Oh, my boars! <laughs> I would Poor say dumb babies. I would say there's three of them, and they are each riding th- three boars. Um, and uh, they have weapons uh, raised, and they are charging and screaming, and they are hauling ass across this open field at two o'clock in the morning. They pass off in the distance where Kilnash is working on his boar. The other orcs and, and you are up on the battlements. Nothing you can really do to stop them unless you wanted to try to kill them yourself. And they haul ass across this field. And just then, like in um, uh, uh, American Gods, you see all three of them suddenly filled with arrows. (laughs) Every single one of them is now a pincushion of arrows, including the boars. And they fall off the boars. The boars all fall down. Everybody skitters to a bloody stop in the middle of the field. And we have just had an NPC leading a suicidal sabotage mission. Woof. So here's a question. So everybody should take because unnamed character dies. Now, is that six of them? It seems awfully unfair to say that like three unnamed characters times all of you, but it's up to you guys. Uh, well, there, there's three of them, and then also three boards. So I think the pair of us would each roll uh, three 1d3s, and you might roll six 1d3s. It later. depends on how much you think of your boards <laughs> as beloved unnamed characters. <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. That's mostly a joke. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We could, we could end this right here because we're not going to survive that with our current hope counts. If it were all six? If I rolled all six and each of them rolled three, I think you it's got to be three. I might. I've got an. I've got three. A yeah, it would be Rolling three. Rolling on the field. Yeah. Let's call it three. All right. Oh God. I'm down to three hope. What's half a three? 
Is that uh, one or two? One. Okay. So, I think, right? Well, How have we been doing? 1.5. 1. I'd, I'd round up. To two? Oh, okay. So uh, one and two is a one. Okay. Three and four is a two. Five and six is a three. Okay. How you doing? Negative one. Oh, no. You're hopeless. You, you went over the hope meter. Okay, so this is what happens with Grok. Uh, you either leave the fortress or you die after one final scene. Okay. Um, I think the blood loss from losing my arm mm-hmm. is starting to get to me. And I sink to the floor and I, I'm probably, uh, like, I fall into Moontooth's arms, uh, and I'm like, find Salek. Uh, it's time for a deathbed confession. Moontooth <laughs> 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 uh, uh, bellows Salek's name. Uh, well, my turn on watch is done. I was walking back, and so I pop in. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like... Uh, cradling my stump. Uh, I am very confused. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know any of this would happen. Salek, come closer. What is it, Grok? I don't have much time, but I have to confess something to you. <coughs> Your war chief will hear you. I cry a little bit, uh, and I say, it was I that poisoned the former war chief, but not for any any uh, reasons you may want <coughs> or you may believe. Uh, and I say, <laughs> and I reach up and I touch your face uh, and I say, he was going to send the boars, all of the boars out on a suicide mission. That's where I got the idea of the Trojan boar. <laughs> I only wanted the best for you. And uh, I, uh, as I confess this, and I say, I'm sorry, Moontooth. I had to protect the one I love. And I slip into <laughs> oblivion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Grogan, watch over you. We'll meet again on the fields. And also with you. And then like, <laughs> I think Moontooth stabs you. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. Wow. And I pass away. Oh shit. We gotta punch you in the face. Yeah. Eventually. You have to punch <laughs> me in the face. And it's it's legitimately as the last breath is left. Reach up, make sure the eyes are closed. Set you all up. <laughs> Honors. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> wow. Just one after the other. Everyone yes. in the room lines up. Oh, and then I died. So and you... then you died. R- so R- Grok R- is... Rest in peace, Grok. Rip Grok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Rip in peace. So this oh, is which means you got to roll again. <laughs> which yeah. means a named character... Uh, a character leaves or dies D8 plus marks. So D8 plus all the marks that you guys might have on Grok. Oof. I've rolled a three plus a one. How, uh-huh. many, how many hope do you have left? Three. I'm one over. I rolled a seven plus one. Shit. And how many had you been? Five. So oh. both of you, this moment. But this is the last scene that we This oh. is it. Oh. This oh. moment, 
Can I ask a question real Absolutely. quick? Absolutely. As they both punch me in the face, the ritualistic death, can that be the moment that the walls fall yes. and the army comes in? Absolutely. I think that's happening right now. I think, especially because of the suicide mission that the other ones had done, mm-hmm. I think it opens yeah. the door. And I think at, as this is happening, you are passing away. You guys are paying your respects Again, for the third and final time, a low, bassy rumble. This one, all around you. The enemy has arrived. So, I think what what uh, what Moontooth is doing is like look like uh, Moontooth stands up, looks around at this like crumbling place we've called home for so long, scoops up uh, Zogoth and starts walking towards the same direction oh, that Duroth went. <gasps> I reach out and put a hand on your shoulder. You gonna stop me, War Chief? You're the one holding the spear. <gasps> Lead the way to keep the people safe. I'll stop them here. Shit. <gasps> oh, okay. It's legitimately. Mm-hmm. It's I. I stand. I stand there. Take your take your arm that's not holding Zogoth. And I, using your arm, I punch myself in the face. So you are running uh-huh. with your love, Zogoth, yeah. chasing your other love, which yeah. has vacated the premises. And I think that's where the camera pans up. I think the camera rises. We see Grok, deceased, clutching the arm. <laughs> We see you heading away with your beloved and off in the distance, maybe a falcon rising, circling, looking for you. And I think we see you, the last war chief of this band, the talisman that Grok gave you on your breastplate as you head out into battle. And what does that look like? Give us the final moment. Axe in hand. Dot on my left, Todd on my right. (laughs) (laughs) All of the unarmored boars behind me. The enemy thought they were charging the gate. They weren't expecting a charge back. Amazing. And the rest of the orcs come behind you. All of them, axes, spears, javelins, heading for the field. And it is the final final battle. And the boars and Salak charge the camera and before they get to the clash the screen goes black yes. as the last boar leaps over the camera credits Ba-da. boom amazing like amazing <laughs> well done right. well wow. done that was big gay orcs So we just finished playing Big Gay Orcs, or A Thousand Orchid Blossoms, A Love Story. Mm-hmm. And I had a great time, but now it's time to play Critic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in previous conversations about what review would look like, there are a few values that we've talked about going into it. Um, there's obviously the surface level of like, did we like it? Would we play it again? Is there anything we would change? What worked? What didn't work? The deeper level, I think, too, is what is this project trying to do? Whether we liked it or not, whether we Mm -hmm. would play it again or not, what is it trying to do? And did it succeed on those merits? So that's usually kind of the values that we're trying to keep front and center going into it. 
um, the most charitable analysis, although not necessarily being sparing on criticism if it is a poor showing, so to speak. <clears throat> I mean, the good news is for this, for the first one we're doing, it's not a poor showing. Right. It was yeah. actually, a, it was actually, I had a f- fantastic time with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a much better time, honestly, than I thought I would. Yeah. Like, I had kind of glanced through this before, and it's been on my list of like, oh, that's a game that, because this is, this is a Grant Howard game, right? Right. And like, the guy's prolific as hell. I like, he, he's got so many micro RPGs. Like this one, I love the title more than I expected to like the game. I was like, okay, this is a good mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll enjoy the game. And I actually had a really good time with it. There's a couple moments where I felt kind of lost in the middle there, but that's more on me than the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting that the message of the game, because like li- literally it's italicized, it's underlined. Where's the, where's the actual handwritten sheet I'm looking at here? Yeah. It's the tagline. Um, the final tagline in his little intro. Can you tell them how you really feel here at the end of everything? Yeah. And I was, I mean, you guys saw me play. I'm not, I didn't really go for the, the romantic bit. I didn't really get into the, I didn't really get into the love story f- side of it so much. And then we had that moment at the very end, right as everything finished. It was like, uh-huh. okay, this is big. And it, it made me feel mm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I th- I think the game actually hit exactly what it was going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So initial initial review from Matt is this game is fun. I would love to play it again. Mm. I agree. Uh, initial review, uh, it was great. I had a great deal of fun uh, and would most certainly play it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go yeah. For it. I, I was gonna say uh, the I think the. Um, Sorry, I forgot I was going to go with that. Uh, why, why don't you? Why don't you go next? Yeah, I also really liked it. Um, there's a lot more game under the hood than I expected. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I was like, okay, big orcs. It's a better aesthetic concept than it's going to be an actual game. Yeah. You know, or I was expecting all jokes and bits. You know, from top to bottom, which also maybe would have been fine. But once you got into it. When we started whipping up these motivations and you have this really complex hope mechanic, which starts to wear itself down pretty fast, Mm -hmm. and then you factor in these somewhat potentially terrifying events, like, it it became, it took itself to, like, more of a complicated kind of dramatic place in a way that I found to be really engaging and fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All that being said, too, I also think at a different, maybe with a different DM or a different table... You could also play it totally comedy yeah. if you mm-hmm. wanted to. You know, you could have it be fucking, you know, Benny Hill, orc, chaos, mm-hmm. battle. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm of a slightly different opinion. I, I think yeah? that, like, I mean, obviously we're, we we like more serious games. We've played Legend of the Five Rings and stuff like that. We like a, a an intense, uh, deep philosophical story, right? But... I think the the events in place as well as the kind of characters that you're going to build using the like tables here plus the fact that one person's death kind of wombo combos into <laughs> everyone else dying uh-huh. like that was great I like loved that I, I think the the kind of stories that this game ends up telling is going to be a little bit 
more serious in tone. I mean, obviously there's going to be the the romance and the hay or whatnot that's going to happen, but like it doesn't change the fact that like uh, the the topics of uh, like just the events in general are actually surprisingly dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what? Where does that fall for you on the initial review? Did the game hit what it was looking for? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. It absolutely hit what it was looking for. Like, I think this game is supposed to be about, um, like, dealing with the high consequences of orc life as well as dealing with the, like, high-tension romance that can happen in... Love can bloom on a battlefield, Otacon. Mm-hmm. Like, um... I th- I think that I think that 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 uh, the fact that the, the the setting does feel as dark as it is makes the moments of like telling each other how you really feel all the brighter. Mm-hmm. I actually slightly disagree with you um, about did it accomplish what it was trying to do. Um, I think the like foreboding is there mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of like dark under overcurrent of everything. Um, I think it feels a little bit about like forcing some of the like romance and like uh, love story aspects. What I would have liked to see is we have this like really great table and mechanics for like the war aspect of it and like stuff like that. I almost wanted to see something that would force like romance choices. Mm. Like you roll um, like a similar table and like... Uh, I don't even know what it would be at this moment, but like, uh, like if you're trying to tell this love and war story, you've got the war part down really good and like really good mechanics for that. I don't feel like the love mechanics were necessarily there because that all came from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, so I would like a a table that's like, um, I don't know. Uh, you see a new orc that you've not seen before, and it makes you question your crush on this other person or Mm. so-and-so does a thing and it changes your, um, uh, your, what is it? Your, um, like your motivations around, uh, your, your, how you feel about the person, your relationship status. Like Mm. Mm -hmm. this forces like, uh, uh, you now no longer feel frustrated with this person or they did yeah. something to change your relationship status with it. Uh, and I don't know what that would look like. Maybe that's like if you roll all ones on your dice or roll all sixes or something like that. Yeah. But I think this game specifically would benefit for from a more of a romance love mechanic because I think the war thing is like really good and really solid. I think that's also an area where Maybe it's just our group too, but uh-huh. like naturally, not everybody is going to be as comfortable. Yeah, going to like a more improvisational, intimate, romantic place, um, and I, I, I think I would have benefited at playing the NPCs from like a little bit more of a helping hand on like here's how we like get to that moment yeah. or that place. It's also interesting that it's not a given that any player character is going to be in love with any other player character at the start of the game. For sure. It almost shook out that like none of you started in love with anybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, my character had two like, like attractions to people from the start because I rolled sixes, right? Mm -hmm. On uh, our, um, our ranger and our uh, sergeant, right? Yeah. So like, uh, I, I, 
I felt that I was like, oh yeah, I, I've got these these uh, hooks already. I'm I'm gonna go pursue those relationships and try to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to how the war shook out, uh, uh, Moontooth didn't really get that opportunity other than the touching right. moment with the letter and the uh, uh, running away at the end, right? Right. But mm-hmm. I also didn't expect to have any kind of romance outside of those two going into it. I was like, oh, I rolled love on these two, and I've got frustrated and jealous and uh, frustrated again, right? So, like, mm-hmm. those aren't the, like, kind of... Um, the Like, I didn't... No one rolled fancy, I think. Yeah, yeah, that must that be was, like the crush mechanic. Like, oh, I yeah. have a, fa- I fancy that. Yeah, person. I fancy that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, I, I, I was sort of like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pursue the people that I roll on, and I didn't expect to have a relationship with um, the uh, the the beast master in, in in a hayloft moment where our character yeah. was like, <laughs> uh, what's what's what I'm looking for the the like uh, the the tension of leadership rose to a peak right yes <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not the only thing that rose to a peak am i right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well and i think it, it was weird for me because i only had like really positive emotions for like matt your character mm-hmm. and then zogash who i respected but like she got taken out like real quickly in the story <laughs> so i was like well fuck that mm-hmm. um, oh, she's one of the few that survived yeah yeah <laughs> but like i think my character was uh, loved your character, Matt, and like, didn't you roll something for like you despised me or was like very uh, frustrated with me or something? Jealous like that? of you is what I rolled. Jealous, okay. And yeah. it was uh, there. There was a bit at the very beginning that I misremembered both of your motivations. Uh-huh. Mm. So that was on me. I thought you wanted to be warlord. And I thought you had a different motivation behind it. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, so I, my, my character wanted revenge, but like I, I, I did. I, I think that the story that we told with it was way more interesting. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, like you, you would assume that I would be that I would want to be warlord. I was the bodyguard of the warlord. It would make perfect sense for me to be. Yeah. That felt so yeah. organic that yeah. that's what would be the suspicion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really great, and like my character wanted to be warlord, but was like not good at it. So I was like, that's why I was like trying to cozy up to Salak and being like, hey, maybe we do this together, and I'll be the brains behind it, and you can be the 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 arm behind mm-hmm. the throne or whatever. Yeah. And I love that, like, the one person who had, like, no actual interest in being the warlord was like, here we go. Yeah, it's, uh, that's what it was. Um, no, getting into it a little bit more once we start getting into those relationships and whatnot, mm-hmm. this is one where I actually want to try and bring up the mechanics of this. And it's legitimately just the mechanics behind the, the character creation. Because it's listed as you roll... Uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six times mm-hmm. between reputation, secret, motivation, role, name, and relationships. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little bit confusing in there as to what you're rolling. And I mean, this is always going to come down table to table. Yeah. Um, if this game was a staple at the, at the table, I'd say, yeah, we're just straight up rolling all the way through and see what you get and then play that out and see what story comes out of it. But especially for a game like a game like this that has even just a side focus on the relationship of it. Yeah. Um, because once you brought that up, you're right. There isn't really... Because we didn't roll that in the motivations, mm-hmm. like, like as we started to lose hope, there was actually a shift at the table of like, what can we do to get to it 
mm-hmm. like can we actually get our motivation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so I, mean, I started full motivation like that was like i'm gonna focus entirely on my motivation damn the camp right yeah. same i did yeah mm-hmm. like everything i was doing early on in the game was like trying to manipulate people and stuff like that and then you're right i think there's a moment where like it becomes so hopeless that you're like well we're not winning this i need to tell the person i love them i need to run away with this person i need to do whatever Mm -hmm. it is and i actually really liked that aspect of the game Mm -hmm. um considering that we didn't have those yeah right um and also from when we were doing all the character creation there's the bit at the end where roll for other, every other orc, including NPCs, and they have a bit about NPCs. For each role not taken by a player, assign that role to an NPC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a little bit of confusion uh, at the table about were you going to have to roll three brand full orcs? Yeah. yeah that's, that's one I feel like it could be just worded a little bit better. Yeah. I will say, I, I don't know, if again, if this is just me and the way my brain works, but I really struggled keeping track of what all of your things were and then what and i was writing it down like my paper is covered in notes of like as we were doing this i was writing it down but even then it was really hard for me to remember in the moment how does everybody feel about everybody i it occurred to me what would have been nice this page is front and back uh or just front rather Mm -hmm. um you know one eight by eleven page it would have been nice i think to have the back page and i think you could still have this and still have it be a micro rpg make a table that's a, a, a table six by six mm-hmm. with six characters along the top and the same six characters along the bottom and do a chart of like what are their connections with each other mm. so that like you know if you paired up um grok with duroth okay what do they have anything on each other and is what's duroth on grok and then on the other side of that What's Groth on Durok and, and then what's yeah. what's Duroth on grok now, yeah. now is that is that a criticism of the game or or is some like useful advice to run the game because like if you were like anytime i run a game the next time i run it i've got like way more ideas on how to run it more smoothly it's a good point if if, if there was space on the page maybe to write in like make a relationship chart using a grid might be that might be a helpful just from like a user experience perspective it would have helped me keep it straight and then when it was like yourself on yourself then that square could be like what's your motivation yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree with you. I think that's more like a uh, tips for the table sort of thing. Yeah. Because, like, one thing that, like, and I don't know if this is a game mechanics thing or uh, a piece of advice if you, dear listeners, uh, would like to play this at home, but I think uh, we only had three PCs. I think this game probably was written to be played by six people and then a GM because yeah. you don't run into the thing of like the GM having to make that's a good point four other orcs or whatever this game would be off the chain if it was three if it was six people especially with all the events that have to happen as well yeah and I and I <coughs> actually think that like yes it can be played with just the four of us and one person or three players and a GM I think it would be way more fun to play with like six players in a GM because then the GM is not worried about like the named PC or the named NPCs and like trying to have mm-hmm. them contribute. It's just like, I'm a random soldier. I'm a spear carrier. I'm yeah. a child who's looking right. for their whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes more of a thing about the interaction between the players. And I think that would do a lot to kind of 
you know, bolster those like more romantic uh, interactions and yeah. everything. So yeah, I'm on a slightly different fence than that. I yeah. like having an NPC because uh, it if to th- th- this is the thing that I've not really done is like having relationship uh, character relationships in games. I've never that's not a thing that's happened to me very often mm. as a GM as a player. So uh, I, f- I definitely feel less. Uh, nervous about having my character romance an NPC that's not. I mean, you're, you're the GM still playing the character, but it doesn't change the fact that <laughs> for sure that yeah. there's a level of separation between a GM PC and a player character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and like I totally get that. And I think for me, it was like um, you can still have that, but like as the GM, you don't have to like do this like chart of how they feel about every single thing. So if like we did have six players and like. I go up to a random PC, then, like, on the gym, is like, you can do whatever they, you want. Exactly. Like, I, I that can, would help keep it straight. I can be the, like, quote-unquote straight man in this for you to bounce the ideas yeah. off of, and I can yes and that easier than if I'm, like, having to, okay, how does this character feel about this one? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and the last scene, they felt this way about that character, and mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a lot to keep straight yeah. as a GM. Yeah. Whereas if you're just playing like a unnamed soldier, you can be like, "Sure, I'll make out with yeah, you." Yeah, whatever they need it to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I, I think it's really like grabbing a random soldier, like you, come here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> open up. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, and like, what's fun is the the makeout mechanic actually says you attempt to seduce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, like, I feel like with player characters, there's like, you know, everyone does have those motivations, so it might be harder to seduce someone that you're in love with but really despises you where you can just grab like you know a commander and be like you in my tent now yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah well that's just the thing is they say if you're successful then you get to do the thing yeah yeah there's no mechanics to um uh actually try try to seduce someone there's no seduction mechanics right there is Mm-hmm. Do you uh, consent or do you not? It's simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. Which 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 rocks. Yeah. Seduction uh, should never override consent. Oh no, not yeah. at right. all. Yeah. Um although I think one thing that is uh kind of interesting is says instead of defending the fortress you can choose to seduce, which gives a sort of turn structure that's never otherwise stated. Yes. I I, I think the only thing that I would change to this game personally, because all the rest of it I really dig, if I would change anything, I would add in a each player makes a turn sort of statement in there so that you understand that you're choosing to make out instead of choosing to defend yeah um sort of thing and that's the only thing that I would change is that there's a little uh structure missing there well there's oh sorry Go for it. You were the GM, so I want to hear your bit on this before I make. My... Yeah, no, that was the other thing I was going to say. One one piece we mentioned already, which is I would have liked a little bit more of an assist on establishing mechanics for romance and intimacy. But the other side of it for me was, as the DM, I had no idea how to structure the game. Uh-huh. Like um, the whole initiating thing of like uh, the old woman who like comes to you guys and is like, you guys need to do something about the absence of leadership i made that up it's event number one an elder complaints demanding strong leadership because i didn't know what else to do and And none of us literally did we're like we're gonna do something else but but, that was just the thing so there i mean there's a degree to which of course as a as a gm that you do need to just set the stage and let players do what they're going to do completely 100 percent and 
There's clearly some structure that's expected here because there are events that happen at set times. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, rolling up of the total of the event depends on the number of players who are or are not defending the fortress, which suggests then that it, it isn't totally a blank slate. Like there clearly is, at least implicitly, some kind of structure that's assumed to be happening. Yeah. That like at minimum, players are either defending the fortress or not. So in that mix, I had, and with the time factor too of like the more frequently you roll, the harder it's going to be on the event table. I felt like the game was trying to like push me into a structure, but I didn't really understand what that structure was. Am I supposed to be keeping track of hours and as they tick by something is happening? Like I didn't really understand that part. Well, I mean, hours in this case, I feel is much looser than an actual hour of time. Yeah. It's how long until this event has happened. Right. Um, And we fell into a pretty natural structure um, of each one of us said we were doing something. And usually it was a roll. Sometimes it was more than one roll. Sometimes we didn't roll. Right. But the short version was uh, we had kind of three options that we took. We either focused on defending the fortress and setting things up for the next stage and like keeping the keeping the clock low, as it were. Um, we we all took a turn at once to make out, which I feel like <laughs> mechanically was a mistake. <laughs> that was great, though. It, the, ti- the timing of it was perfect. I yeah. thought it was. I mean, it felt appropriate. It, it felt did. right. It, it did really feel did. Appropriate. Yeah. Um, but then we also had other sequences where we were trying to pursue the bat. We were chasing down our own goals. Yeah. Um, I stutter. It's going to happen. And I don't care if it stays in the recording or not. I I appreciate Um, the changing the word. It's very good. It's very porky pig. (laughs) But uh, the short version is we defended the fortress, we made out, or we chased down our own goals. Right. So we kind of fell into that natural structure of like, these are the three kinds of actions we can do, and we just... It's definitely a storytelling game. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting at a yes. table with people who are Pathfinder players, yeah, this is this is right. mechanics light. Oh, very. However, on those mechanics light, it was it was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we each had our own bit, that was when it was like, okay, so time has passed. The next event is happening, mm-hmm. and you were you were counting down the time and like saying, okay, it's been this many hours, and so on and so forth. Um, and I realized pretty quickly because we had. Uh, just due to the mechanics of it, as things get worse and worse and worse, even if you're rolling ones on the D10 that it tells you to roll there, mm-hmm. it's always there. going to get worse. Right. It can never get better. Because um, after that first event, you can never roll a one again. Right. Yeah. After the second event, you can never roll a two again. Right. So it just continues all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... What the game does really good is the light mechanics. And if you're a person, like you said, who is more uh, storytelling focused, I think this is really good for that. I, from like a GM perspective, I could see how some structure would help. And it kind of, that's a conversation I think for your table. Right. And and like, how do your brains work? How's your play style and whatever? Because I do think thinking about like, instead of hours thinking about them as turns and so mm. on this turn you either defend or you do something else uh-huh. and mm-hmm. i and like we kind of found that third option but like there's only the two yeah where it's like 
defend the fortress, which has these benefits, and like it, your roll on the table is not as bad, or make out, and you can regain hope. The third option doesn't really benefit either way. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just a storytelling element. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so fascinating like, too, though, right? Like how powerful yeah. is your motivation that you're willing to not do things that would be helpful right. in order to chase your inner goal? Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe there could table to table be some sort of consequence for like that or yeah. some sort of reward for doing that. So all three if you're work with a table that like really needs those structures and rules, it's like, okay, on this turn you have you can do one of these options and yeah. this is what this option does and this is what this option does. Because mm -hmm. yeah. if we were purely trying to like min max our gameplay of this stupid storytelling, no, yeah. no one would. No, and that's the thing, is like you would either make out or you would defend. Yeah. You'd never pursue. You would never pursue an your, internal goal. An internal goal. You would you would make out or you defend, and you wouldn't really you you would try to only you any of your defend options would be based around trying to get as many marks as possible on as many orcs as possible, mm -hmm. so that your makeouts would be more valuable to you. So yeah. that you could delay the time as long as possible, but also. You this is not the game to try to min max stuff. This no. is no, uh, no, no, no. Your your the hope and the events are purely a timer to put an end on the game, which yeah. is a thing I really appreciate. A lot of mm -hmm. micro RPGs I've played don't have a solid ending written down. Just sort of like this is where the ending is, and we're done now. But this mm -hmm. one's like no, no. Hey, you're dead. You're dead. I ran away. That's the end of our story. Yeah. Well, and I like even with that, there's still some options because, like, once you run out of hope, you either die yes. very dramatically or you choose to run. Uh -huh. And uh, I like that, like, it's still up to you yeah. uh, that you get to decide how you go out. And that, I think, is really cool. It's actually really interesting. Um, there is a moment um, at the end of the game, especially, like if you said, if you were min-maxing. Yeah where the game breaks. Um, like, the coding is wrong if you look at it from a computer program terms. Mm. How do you mean? Um, if you still have hope left, and you've hit the final marker on the events, so the fortress falls into enemy hands, yeah, and you roll a d20, and get less than your remaining amount of hope, now what? Yeah. You're left standing in a fortress that's fallen, and uh -huh. there's no mechanics about what happens after. Well, I would suppose the next time an event happens, the fortress has fallen, and so roll again. <laughs> well, but that's just the thing. The, legitimately, the mechanic uh, for events, um, on a repeat, so you cannot roll the same event ever again. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, on a repeat, increase the result by one until you reach a different one. And if you increase to 18, uh -huh. there isn't an 18. But, it's, but I would say... I mean, you, you you haven't left, so you're still in the fortress, and it's an enemy hand, so clearly you've been captured, but you still have hope. I don't know. I feel like I get what you're saying, like, uh -huh. for sure. And you would you have to min-max to get there. You, you would have you, to, be, or, or be like, I make out with everyone, and I let the, everything else collapse around me. Well, I also think that you're forgetting another big piece of this, is that domino effect, because once the fortress oh, yeah. falls, then... You might be on death's door, so you roll again. Another person dies, you roll again. A resource is lost, which is the fortress, you roll again. Yeah. And so that domino thing, I actually think is really cool and was like, what's supposed to happen yep. with the game? Uh, with the game is that like, once the fortress starts falling, people start dying, resources are lost, you start losing 
mm-hmm. quote unquote hit points or yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, they just start stacking on each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. As somebody who has rolled a Yahtzee of ones on my first roll <laughs> of the game, <laughs> it's That's possible. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's likely. It's definitely possible. And I also do think that there's something to be said in this incredibly unlikely game where like you are the last orc of this tribe and you're captured by the kingdom and what does that look for you you're like the last remainder remaining member of your people right and like that's cool too that's an interesting because at the end of the day i feel like the game's answer to that question which is like a you know an optimization mechanics question is okay we'll go back to the story like okay, so let's say that happens. Like yeah. like you were saying, everything it's the end of everything. The city has fallen, the garrison has fallen, all of your friends and lovers are all dead. There's only you with your dwindling remainder of hope that you have. How do you end the story? You know, and I don't know. A fascinating the question. Blo- the orchid that blossoms in adversity is often the most beautiful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, I just that realized orchid wasn't that here. We all died. Orc, orc and orchid go together. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. realized that. That's nice. It, or a thousand orchid blossoms. Nice. <laughs> well, a thousand orcs hid blossoms is the way it should be. Should read. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like honestly, the easiest answer to me on that one, instead of a D twenty. On that last marker of you roll a d20 when the fortress falls, you just take off the d. Just say it's 20. Yeah. Like, it's over. Oh, okay. Your yeah. hope is nuked. The end. It's wild. The, just that's just the, the thing. The, the game is over. But that's yeah. just the thing. You get a final scene. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we had that final scene as we all lost hope. Again, in the domino effect you brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, where you got to leave and take and take your lover with you. Yeah. And then I made the sacrifice and held them off so you guys could escape. Yeah. You got to be a hero. Yeah. yeah. So I oh, hit shit, my that motivation. Was, that was your motivation. motivation. Yeah. Yeah. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> I did a little bit backwards. You thought I was a villain for half the game. <laughs> um, another thing kind of going off of what you said, Matt, uh, that I think this game does really well and like really benefits from is this game kind of rewards those big swings. Yes. Because there's not a lot of like um, mechanics of like, you know, you have to hit this DC or you have yeah. to get so many of this for it to be successful. And if it, and there is that, but it's kind of up to the GM to determine how successful anything is. And I feel like yeah. a couple times all of us or each of us had like a really big like swing for the fence movement. And like we maybe only got one pass, but Max being the... Uh, gracious gm that they are was like no i love this so tell me what happens and like i think the game actually like uh really rewards those big swings so again another tip for your table uh-huh. uh go big uh on for sure because this 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 game is like big campy it's supposed to be like all of that and i think that it like rewards those big decisions very well Something I think would be fun uh, if if someone was interested in like jamming this game would be pick like a movie or a TV show that you think exemplifies the kind of like big romance war story oh, that you want to tell. And yeah. it could be anything from a, a really bonkers telenovela level of soap opera drama to well, like that this wasn't desperado that. <laughs> to like whatever um 
and, it, and it could be, you know, on the, the, the axes of like war to comedy, it could be like all the way on comedy or all the way on war, maybe. Mm-hmm. And like the romance is going to then end up feeling really different and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. To my mind, I was like, okay, I'm, I can't quite decide. I'm going to play it pretty straight. And so in my mind, the example that I went with was Last of the Mohicans. Mm. Like, Okay, that's that. Like, it's a big war. It's a battle. Like, people are getting split up. People are getting separated. You've fallen in love in this hopeless place. Like, okay, how do you, like, find each other again or stay together? You found love in a hopeless place. I know. Uh, honestly, as as we were playing this, the the kind of inspiration that I was feeling was actually the Seven Samurai. Oh sure, I picked up on the lot. I love too. that. Yeah, because yeah. definitely you know the gruff badasses trying to protect a place and yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I, I'm very glad that that we had a, had a hayloft moment because that was a thing in Seven Samurai. A, yes, a, a, hay, a hayloft moment right before the final battle. You know. Hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this game. It does, it did exactly what I kind of expected it to, but it did actually dramatically ex- uh, surpass my expectations. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, there was, there's almost an element of, like, all the movies and stuff that I can think of, like, lean really hard into that, like, war side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking of Battle of Helm's Deep. Uh, yeah. Battle of Pelennor Fields, sort of, like, Last Stand sort of thing. Um, but also like the 300, like, oh, sure. Which like that movie should be way more gay than it is. (laughs) Absolutely. There should have been like, well, we've got some downtime before, (laughs) you know, so-and-so attacks. Why don't we all just make out? Um, I still believe that happened off screen. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it did. Um, but, um, I lost my train of thought, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a critique, but, like, or I guess how did you all feel about this? But, like, with the exception of, like, the effects from the army, like, catapults and stuff, like, the other army is almost kind of, it's like an environmental factor and not necessarily, like, its own character or anything. So, like, I would wonder what would happen if, like the king of the kingdom sends like their seneschal in to be like demand surrender or we wipe out everyone or yeah your camp is infiltrated by that or something like that and there's a little bit of that but like yeah there is not a lot though like the most it really suggests is like enemy magic or enemy arrows or a dark omen descends I fully fabricated the enemy and everything about why they were attacking. The yeah. game offers no context about why that should be occurring. I don't think it needs to. No. I agree. I think yeah. you just leave it up to the table and whatever feels right for your story is. Like it's what not you're a, it's not about them, right? It's it's no, it's a, sure. right. it's about what's happening in the camp, the fact that there is an impending threat. You could retell this story with there's a hurricane coming. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It could be a tsunami. Yeah. And the ev- Ooh, events like are that, like yeah. just the environmental things that are occurring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah, if someone wanted to reskin this, you could absolutely do it, but mm-hmm. I think I, I really appreciate the fact that it is orcs. It definitely got me in the door. If this was like, hey, this is a romance tale about some 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 people in a place and they're being attacked and there's romance, I'm like, okay, whatever. But this one's being like big gay orcs, and I'm like, okay, 
I like all of those things. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think you need that like fantasy or camp element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. Otherwise, it's just like, why are we playing a war game? You know? Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. I was just, I, I'm just thinking of like other games this could spin off into. Like, I think mm-hmm. a really fun spin off game. Maybe this is, I don't know. Maybe I should save this for off mic. But <laughs> I think it would be cool as like, Half the table plays from one army and half the table plays from the other army. It's, it's you like could... a star-crossed, like, warrior oh, lovers sort of that thing. That would be cool. That, 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 that's a very different game. It's I don't know how you could put game. that on a single page. No, I think it goes into not micro territory yeah. maybe at that point. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's, that's fair. I mean, maybe you could. <laughs> that might have to be a two-pager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, uh, any, any final thoughts? I think we should probably wrap it up. We've talked for a while. Uh... uh is yeah. it on the table or is it on the shelf? I think I would. I, I think I'd table it. Yeah, I'd table this. Yeah, yeah right, I would so, table it for sure. Yeah, I think that's a pretty resounding answer from us. We would all bring this back to the table. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Thanks for thanks for listening to Table It. I'm Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do social media, so I'll talk to you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Max. I DM'd this episode. GM'd this episode. I keep saying that. I play a lot of D and D. Uh, I'm Manny Elliot. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at in character at at in character art, where I do D and D portraits. Um, you can find me there, and uh, I may not talk to you though, because I don't really do social media. Don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> I have my opinions. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Table It. You can find us at micro underscore RPGs on Twitter or email us at microRPGs at gmail.com. Please submit games you would like to hear us play with the subject line new game. Our theme this episode is Chill Vibra Jazz theme by Danny Dory. Thanks and have a good one.